everyone. This is Kristen from Arkansas Children's Hospital, and you're listening to the Live, Learn, Play podcast. Today's episode is from our Facebook Live Ask the Experts series, where we sit down with our team members for an in-depth chat about their specialty. As always, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy this Ask the Experts chat. Good afternoon. I'm Kristen Bandy with Arkansas Children's. I'm here with Dr. Sarah Sobick today. She is a general pediatrician and an outpatient breastfeeding medicine specialist. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, we are going to talk today about breastfeeding. It's Breastfeeding Awareness Month, and it's a very important topic and one you're super passionate about. Yes. Like she just got done lecturing our new residents on, yes. on breastfeeding, and now she's gonna talk to us. So let's jump right in. Okay. My first question. What is the number one question that almost all new moms ask you? I feel like the most common question I get asked is related to, should I pump and dump if I'm on this medication, a certain medication? Even things as basic as Tylenol or ibuprofen or an antibiotic, moms ask, is it safe for me to feed my baby when I'm taking these medications? And it's also common to get asked that right after delivery when moms are given medications for pain. Um, and so my most common answer is do not pump and dump. Mm-hmm. All, most medications are safe um, for breastfeeding and for the baby. And um, if you have a lot of questions about a certain medication or concerns about side effects, then please like reach out to your pediatrician or to an IBCLC or to myself about a certain medication, but don't pump and dump. It's hard to think about pumping and dumping. I know that it's necessary sometimes, but I can see why that's the number one question Mm -hmm. because every mom cries at the thought of dumping out that liquid gold. That's a a hard one to face. Yes. So in the same vein, what are some typical issues that a a breastfeeding mom would run into? Um, A lot of issues that I deal with in the early days are having um, pain with latch, Mm -hmm. Um, pain when their baby latches or their baby is too sleepy to latch at first, um, especially right after they get home. Um, Or sometimes the opposite, their baby wants to be latched all the time. Yes. And what are, I mean, what are the answers to that? Like, how do you, I mean, you go to an expert like you, right? Right, exactly. Get those answers. Get help help is the the answer. And so um, if a baby, if a mom's having pain with a latch, then they definitely need to be evaluated by a lactation consultant or somebody like myself um, who can help with positioning and help readjust that latch because it it can be normal to have some discomfort but not normal to have excruciating pain when breastfeeding. I, I think that's one of the things when you when you are going to breastfeed and everybody talks about it's the most natural thing in the world and it's mm-hmm. what your body is meant to do but they never talk about what your what happens when your body doesn't want to do it right. and you know that it's okay and it's there's some pain, there's some mm-hmm. discomfort, and you can work through those things. Mm-hmm. And just because that's happening, it doesn't mean you can't. Right. Like if you seek out a specialist, I was always surprised when I would go to a specialist, like how many things they can fix mm-hmm. in a, in a session, like just, right. Just and especially th- early on, um, it's always a lot easier to help a mom who's in the first week or first. Um, couple of weeks of breastfeeding than it is a mom who's been suffering for so long. Right. So I, my biggest suggestion to all new moms is to get help as soon as as soon as they need it, not to wait and just right. push through the pain. That's because, something I hear a lot when I 
get, um, have patients come into my clinic after three or four months is I've just been pushing through the pain and there's no reason to do that. So I know that you said some pain is natural. Mm -hmm. At what point is it something to be concerned about versus, you know, a little pinch is normal and right. we need to see a doctor because this is too much pain. Right. So some discomfort is, is normal. Um, but if there's pain, like to the point where moms are curling their toes and they mm. are dreading the next feed and they'd rather pump than put their baby directly to the breast, then they should definitely seek out help. Absolutely. So we had a, a question come in. What are the options for nutrients for a baby that's done breastfeeding, but they maybe can't have cow's milk? What, what are the options for, for that baby? So that question kind of depends on why they can't have cow's milk. Do they have a milk protein allergy? And mm -hmm. if that's the case, um, there is an option of soy or there's a lot of other alternatives right now, like oat milk or pea milk. Um, pea protein, if there's a baby who just won't drink cow's milk because mm -hmm. they've been breastfed their whole life and they don't want cow's milk, they don't necessarily have to have a milk source alternative. They can eat yogurt and cheese and that can be their replacement for calcium and vitamin D. See, I think growing up, you just thought, you know, the baby has to have milk. milk. You know, <laughs> right. I know that we did, you know, growing up in the 80s, the milk campaign was huge. Everybody needed to drink milk. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so how do you stop a breastfeeding baby from pinching you? And then second to that, biting. Oh, those are really tough situations get that those little I personally nails. have been in. Yes, yes. same. Yes, um, so when a baby's biting, it's most commonly because they're getting in a new tooth and it starts usually around six months. Um, mom will notice it and it's usually a shocker the first time <laughs> they feel a bite. Um, so if a mom can, redirect the baby or um, tell them no and take them off, make them stop breastfeeding for mm -hmm. a minute. That can sometimes teach um, the baby to do it, especially if they're a little bit older, closer mm -hmm. to a toddler age. Also, if the baby is getting in a new tooth, then giving them something cold before breastfeeding can help with some of the pain and help alleviate um, some of that before they, they do nurse. Pinching is something that I've had a lot of um, patients and friends ask me about, mm -hmm. and that can start even earlier, like three to four months. It's like a fidget. Just They're grab, yeah. right? So the biggest suggestion that I have is to give them something for their hand, like give them a lovey or something, that, a teether they can hold on to so that their hand is occupied with something else other than mom's chest. <laughs> I think sometimes in the moment when you're going through it with your baby and you're frustrated, those types of things just don't occur to you. It right. makes so much sense yeah. hearing it now in a stressless situation. Like, yeah. Sure. Put something else in their yeah, hand. Just distract you know, them. We did mittens. I don't know if people still oh, put mittens on their yeah. babies, but when they're younger, that's when they're a good option. Little, little. Yeah. Okay. How do you know if you're producing enough milk? That's a really good question. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's a very common one too. Um, and I would say the best way to know is to watch the baby's weight gain. So in the um, early days after the newborn stage, when the baby's born, we do weight checks in the office and the, the baby's gaining weight very well, then mom's supply is usually pretty mm -hmm. good. Um, and so asking their pediatrician, also watching for number of the number of wet and dirty diapers. Oh. If the baby is peeing and pooping a ton, like every feed basically, mm -hmm. um, then they're usually getting plenty of milk and they're gaining weight well. I think that no matter what, every mom that chooses breastfeeding has at one point worried that 
they weren't mm -hmm. feeding enough and mm -hmm. it's so hard to know it is it's hard you can't to see know. it yeah but that's good you watch the baby's weight and if they're going to the bathroom that makes a lot of sense i think this is a two-part it's recommended correct that they you breastfeed at least <clears throat> six months right? yes exclusively that's what the aap recommends is to exclusively breastfeed for six months and then how how do you know how long to actually breastfeed is is every mom different or every mom every baby is different i would say and it changes over time too a newborn is going to nurse longer than a six month old because they um aren't as efficient and are still learning and mm -hmm. all they do is is eat sleep pee and poop eat sleep pee and poop. right on repeat right but a six month old is going to get distracted and so they may only eat for five minutes and then they may want to eat again in three hours or in an hour because they were just not getting a full um, feed previously. So it just it just depends on the stage. And I, I never really time breastfeeds, but mm -hmm. I would say if the baby seems full and satisfied after they're done, then they're done. Then they're done, watch their cues and, right. and see how they feel. Yes. So I know that a lot of women pump and then mm -hmm. feed a bottle. We had a question come in, what do you do when they just absolutely refuse a bottle? You've gone through as many as you can and you can't afford to buy a hundred new bottles. Right. What are the options? Yes, this is a question that actually came up in the lecture I was just giving. Um, and we talk about that too. So bottle refusing can be really challenging, especially when a mom goes back to work and they're really worried about their baby taking a bottle at daycare. Um, some options are to offer the baby milk in a syringe. Um, or to cup feed a baby. Um, those are both options, and I also um, teach parents how to do that in clinic um, if they're concerned their baby won't take a bottle. Most of the time, babies will take a bottle if they're in a different environment, if mom's not around, if somebody mm. else is feeding it to them. So just keep trying and being persistent. That's a good one. If they can smell mom, they yeah. know there's a better option. Yes. They, they want that snuggle time. Right, right, exactly. So you mentioned going back to work. We had a, um, a working mom ask, she pumps, and she wants to know if you can mix <clears throat> temperatures of pumped milk. So if she mm -hmm. puts one in the refrigerator and then pumps, can she then mix those yes. in a container? You can't. Yeah, no issues. Answer. No easy issues. Answer. She can. Not, a single, not an issue. <clears throat> if she's pumping, she can store all the milk in the same container from the same day. Oh, that's awesome. That's mm -hmm. good to know. Yeah. And then in that same vein, I know that there's a everything we're changing. We're getting better at allowing, you know, breastfeeding at work, breastfeeding mm -hmm. in public. Yeah. What would you say to a working mom who may not have the right conditions at her office to breastfeed and how can she go about helping them know what she's allowed to do and making it a better environment for her? Right. That's a great question too. So knowing the laws in Arkansas, so we have a law that protects moms who are breastfeeding up until a year to allow them adequate time to pump their milk while at work, while separated from their infant. That's not a bathroom. So it's important that um, offices give the mom a room, a space that's not a bathroom. And um, I'm also happy to write letters to, mom, uh, to, works, to work for moms. I've done that before um, for some of my patients. And so if they're having issues at work, I'm happy to write a letter that states those laws um and preparing before they return to work so emailing their manager and say hey i'm gonna need these things when i go back to work i need a space i may need a fridge if they're um hospital or where, wherever they work if, i'm thinking hospital because i work at a hospital right. but 
can supply the pump, so they just have to bring their parts, that's great. I know some parts of Children's has pumps to, and we, we'll do that. We do, we just op recently opened a new lactation space yes. and it's got a pump right there right and there. a chair and a microwave even, I think, if I yeah. remember correctly, mm -hmm. for you to- Clean your parts, sanitize. Clean your parts. Yes. Now, when, when I breastfed, <clears throat> I didn't work, and so it, it didn't occur to me how awesome that is until mm -hmm. I got here and they showed me, I'm like, that is really amazing yes. that we do that for the patients and the people who work here. Right. It's hard enough to be separated from your baby. Sure. So anything that a job can do or an office can do to make that separation mm -hmm. easier is really special to them. And to not have to cart the pump back and forth, yes. uh, that would be my deal breaker right there. Right. I don't want to <laughs> carry this thing. Okay. So we talked about how hard it is it can be hard to breastfeed. You know, mm -hmm. we kind of have the illusion that everything's going to be a fairy tale and mm -hmm. it's just going to fall into place. What would you say to the moms out there that may be struggling uh, and realizing that it does come with a little bit of work? Right. So there's there's really nothing natural about it, even though people may think that. From I was naive and thought that when I first started. And I think getting support, getting uh, uh, having a prenatal visit with a lactation consultant or with their pediatrician or with their OB to talk about breastfeeding, taking a breastfeeding class prenatally to prepare themselves as much as they can, um, reading about it and knowing um, as much as they can about latch and positioning and knowing, learning what's normal. Right. Um, because I think there's so many moms that think this is what's normal, but in reality, it is normal for your baby to feed eight to 12 times a day right after um, in the newborn phase. And so right. just to to set those expectations ahead of time can help set up success. Managing expectations, I think, is just the be all end all advice for everything. Mm -hmm. You know, the first time around, I didn't know anything about it. I thought it was like a Disney movie, that it was just gonna happen. Uh -huh. And I had a very rude awakening. Yeah. Uh, and so just being prepared and mm -hmm. hearing more than just your mom friend's stories, right. talking to a specialist yes. could go such a long way. It definitely can. And I have done lots of prenatal visits in my breastfeeding clinic too, just to talk about breastfeeding and helping moms prepare that way. Now, you have talked about your clinic. You recently expanded it. Mm -hmm. Right, and it's the Breastfeeding and Lactation Medicine Clinic. Yes. And tell me a little bit about what you do there. So I usually see moms and babies for an appointment um, because it's all about the breastfeeding relationship and the problem that one mom has, the, uh, that a mom has also affects the baby and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So I try to see them as a dyad together. Um, and the clinic is now, currently it's Mondays and Thursdays in Southwest Little Rock, and it'll be expanding to Circle of Friends um, in late September. Which is here on it's the here Arkansas on Children's campus. Hospital campus. Yes. And I will address issues all the way from like the newborn visits, position, positioning, latch issues, pain, mastitis, um, poor weight gain, poor transfer in the infant, um, tongue tie issues that come up as well as issues moms have with weaning, going back to work with biting. Um, I'll see moms that have babies in the NICU or that had their baby in the NICU and also um, babies that have more complex medical needs. I'll see them too and moms that are trying to breastfeed. Anything and everything, right? Yes. <laughs> and can anybody call and make an appointment? Yes, they can call and make an appointment. They can get referrals from their pediatricians, their PCP. 
and they can just come in with their problems and yes. you'll fix them right up. Huh? Hopefully. I'll help them work towards meeting their breastfeeding goals. And their expectations. So yes. Managing those expectations. Right. Exactly. Yes. I needed I needed one of you um, the first time around. I really I did. I did too. You know, and I don't I don't know if it wasn't as prevalent back then, you know, twelve mm -hmm. years ago, or if I just didn't know. So right. you know yeah. I'm so excited for your clinic to expand so that more moms can have those resources that we so desperately needed mm -hmm. back in the day. I'm excited too, to help support our moms here in Arkansas that awesome. want to breastfeed. And, and just one year ago, I think you were doing one, mm -hmm. one day a week. Is yes. that right? Yeah. I interviewed her one year ago. It was just one day a week. And now you're at three, three days in two locations. Yes. <laughs> Even easier to get to you. Right. Awesome. <laughs> That's what the goal is. Well, we've got one more question. It's okay. a, it's a doozy. It's a little heavier. Okay. Okay. You can only say one thing to a parent who's looking at breastfeeding. What is that one, one piece of encouragement, Ooh, advice? That's tricky. What would you say to them? Just get help whenever you need it. And don't be afraid to get help. Don't be afraid to get help. Yeah. That's Ask early. Ask early. Yeah. Before those bad habits are formed, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I had a couple of those. Well, Dr. Sobik, thank you so much for joining us today. It was really informative. If you have any other questions that we didn't address, leave them in the comments and we'll get Dr. Sobik to answer them at another time and we'll post them for you. You guys have a great afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Thank you.